Preeti Jibber. And I'm Jen Northington, and this is Tar Valinor Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. And I'm just going to keep going. Mainly, he said, I've just tried to keep from having my head split open. That's what adventures are. That and finding a place to sleep for the night and something to eat. You go hungry a lot having adventures and sleep cold or wet or both. <laughs> oh, Perrin. Oh, Perrin. That's my mopey boy Perrin. Oh, well, we'll be talking a lot about Perrin. <laughs> As always. <laughs> Uh, we are rereading the books in honor of the TV show adaptations release, talking about our favorite and not so favorite moments and digging into all things Wheel of Time. Uh, we have a few pre-discussion notes today, the first of which I want to say thank you to one of our listeners who sent us a very lovely note, um, just kind of helping guide us on our language about gender. I think last time we use the phrase gender spectrum, like everything is on a spectrum, but that still implies or could imply two points, which is still a binary, which is what yeah. we don't want to do. And they offered up the term gender expanse, which I like a lot. Yeah, I love it. I love how I love how expansive it is. It's <laughs> like it's literally perfect. That's my note on that. Um, so yes. And then uh, another housekeeping thing before we get to the note on our document that says Jen's epiphany that I don't know what it is and I'm looking forward to. We, you know, we have this episode for The Shadow Rising and then we have one more episode for The Shadow Rising. And coincidentally, it's going to time up really well with when the show drops. And so we're going to take a break from the books um, and we won't be coming to, what is book five? The Fires of Heaven, probably until the new year, because we'll be covering the show when the show starts. And so the show, our show, our podcast will start dropping either Friday night or Saturday because the show airs the like Wheel of Time television show <laughs> will air Friday nights. And so depending upon if we get screeners or not and all that jazz, um, it'll either go up Friday night or Saturday mornings. Uh, and while we're covering the show and doing our show recaps, we will press pause on our very intensive book readings. <laughs> okay, Jen's epiphany. Tell I me. had an epiphany. So there's a lot of Perrin in this section. There is a lot of Perrin in this section. And I was like, oh, man, why is my memory of Perrin so different than my experience of reading him now? And here's <laughs> here's the epiphany I had. Okay. The epiphany I had is that I love the idea of Perrin as a type of character that I just don't think we see very often. Like Rand is like the tortured hero, mm -hmm. right? Matt is like the suave, like trickster. mischievous, yeah, trickster figure. But Perrin is this very like steady sort of down to earth very rooted yeah and like no big ambitions and like but he's also not just like no no I won't do it like he does what needs to get done what he thinks is right and I just love the idea of that character mm -hmm. and I love certain character moments that he gets yes but I really dislike the way Jordan is writing him yes. a lot of the time because I don't think Jordan knows what to do with that kind of character. I agree. And we're going to dig into it. I will say I was complaining about this on Twitter. <laughs> Surprise. Um, and someone replied to me and said, Robert Jordan hated Perrin, which I, I don't want to Google because I don't want to get spoiled for anything. But mm -hmm. also like, 
I can't, that feels uh, hyperbolic to me. Like if that feels like the kind of thing, which I don't know if, if there is like a source for this that will not spoil us, like please someone share it with us. Yeah. But it does very much feel like the kind of fan lore that happens because of an interview somebody read mm. where he might've been like frustrated with a character point or like this part was really hard to write and I hated writing it, like whatever it yeah, is, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Like Perrin from like we're four books in still going pretty strong with that parent pov <laughs> so <laughs> your, face, your face yeah it's a. Uh, I genuinely think he like me loved the idea of this kind of character especially in contrast to rand and matt but he did not often know how to write it and keep the plot moving which is we will definitely talk well about all right now, speaking of which, let's <laughs> let's dig into it. So today we are covering chapters 41 to 48. Um, and we open with Among the Tuathan, which I was actually very excited about this because this will be our first significant interaction with the traveling people since we found out their history. Ooh, and, and their ties to that yield. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, so I was very, very excited about this. And I will say I felt like the emotional beats were quite heightened for me. Like I was almost like crying at certain points, which well. I was surprised by because what? Right. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, emotions. What are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> so it opens. And of course, immediately we have Gaul being like, mm, I'm not going to sleep here. Yeah. Yeah. And Go ahead. And I love that Bane and Chiat are calling them the lost ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, ooh. And you know what's interesting about that to me is that Bane and Chiat have not been to Ruidian. They're just maidens. Like, they're not clan chiefs. They're not wise ones. They are not in positions where they would know why or, like, have any weighted. So this is just, like, baked into the basic view that or the cultural view that I have of travelers is that they are the lost ones and mm-hmm. they maybe don't even know why like they they don't know why they don't so, know so why. interesting so interesting yeah like the lore is so deep I mean it's something that like Jordan is so good at because like yeah. I wanted I should have done this and I didn't but I wanted to go back and look at that first reference that we got of a traveler um talking about the aisle in that mm. when uh Elias and Perrin and Egwene ended up with the same right. band of travelers because there was that moment where he was talking about the prophecy or like whatever it was um, and I wanted to go back and remember like what that interaction was like and what the traveling people said about the aisle in that moment right because like I agree I think it's so fascinating how deep the history is between these two sets of people yeah um, and even to the point like like you said, like Gaul also same thing, like not a clan chief, hasn't Mm-mm. been to Ruidian, doesn't know this history, and yet is still like, mm, uh-uh. <laughs> not, I'm gonna not go into sleep it. in the woods. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And then ugh, we so get they, another. They've just they've just the, the context I think is important to remind us, they've just had that battle with the right. parents band, has had this battle with the Trollocs. It went very badly. The Trollocs like flanked them and they lost a bunch of people and they are just trying to like get somewhere safe to get medical aid. So like honestly, you couldn't have a better set of people to run yeah, into true. who are guaranteed to be nice to you. Mm-hmm. So there's that. No, it's really good. Like, so Gollum and the Maidens go off. There's another reference to Maiden's Kiss, which is like, okay, we get All it. All right, we, we get, get it. it. Stop making the same joke over and over. Um, 
He and won't. Of, he won't. <laughs> I know. He'll never stop. He'll never stop. Because he can't stop. <laughs> he won't stop. Sorry. Uh, so, of course, like the greeting happens, like, welcome to our flyers. Do you know the song? And Perrin is gobsmacked to see of all the traveling people in the world. It's the same band of travelers that he and Egwene stayed with with Elias all all that time ago um but I did like this line here where he's like kind of freaking out a little bit of like what are the odds and he says coincidences made him uneasy when the pattern produced coincidence the wheel seemed to be forcing events and we've seen now like where Taverin force events but I think Perrin's line of thinking is now shifting to like just taking himself out of the equation a little bit like he's passive voicing it it feels like yeah you know yeah (laughs) yes it's the wheel well he's he's still constantly like nothing to do with tavern like i know not a tavern thing (laughs) it's definitely the wheel (laughs) definitely not me um, but he like gives the the answer and everyone's like, what? <laughs> Perrin, <laughs> you know the correct response to this? <laughs> yeah. And so he re-encounters um, Isla and Rain and Aram and all of the, the travelers rally to like, you know, heal them and give them food and and get it's, them sort of back on their feet. It it is there is an interesting moment here because we have this like deep connection between the Isle and the travelers where the travelers goal isn't isn't necessarily indoctrinate like indoctrination of all the people but they do preach mm-hmm. to whomever comes around and are completely like hey if you want to join the way of the leaf as opposed to the Isle who are like right. absolutely not none of you are invited <laughs> you are all too soft you right. cannot be a part of this yeah. which I just thought was like a really interesting a second very interesting divide of like mm. that was that a result of the forced isolation of that first like split yeah. between the right. Isle right. you know of that like you cannot be a part of this because of the harm you've done. And that turned the aisle into being like, fine, we can't be a part of you. <laughs> right. You can't be a part of our club. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I also thought it was interesting because Perrin is also like, P.S. There are Trollocs really yeah. close by. Y'all need to get to safety. And Rain is like, we're not going to Eamonsfield. We're not going to any mm-hmm. villages. Like safety for us is being moving. On the move. We have right? to keep on yeah. the move. Yeah. I also thought that was interesting. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. It wasn't about it's about finding the song, but not necessarily finding a safe space, which is what it was originally. Right. It was finding where they would be safe. Now it's the safety lies in finding this like song that they have no idea what it is well i think also rain is speaking very literally about the yeah yeah yeah. because everywhere they go Mm -hmm. things are a mess and so like i'm not surprised that he's like uh people are already like not thrilled with us even in regular times and now when everybody is so freaked out about everything and like everything is very polarized like we're not we're not going near anywhere because we're just going to get scapegoated is what it feels like he's saying to me yeah, and then there's this very, like, sad slash uncomfortable moment where Perrin is kind of like, I really hope you're able to find what you're looking for. And Rain says, 
what will be will be all things die in their time perhaps even the song and I was like I'm gonna lose it it's rough it's rough these poor travelers (laughs) I want you to find the song so badly (laughs) and then they have some kind of like sadness about Perrin and the life he's clearly chosen even though they were like maybe he could have been of the leaf with telling you know file because Perrin has been shot by a barbed arrow is what we find out in a pretty gruesome way it's like under his rib they can't get it out um and so they bring him into rain and isla's uh wagon and are kind of like trying to help him but they're just like we don't have the we don't have the ability to do this like you have to get him to an Aes Sedai like you can wait here we'll do what we can while he rests but that's that and then that opens the way for some like major conversations yeah yeah no doubt I uh I did love sort of this pep talk that Perrin is getting from Ivan the I, warder yeah <laughs> like it, it reminded me a little bit of like the Lan Rand connection a little bit yeah not not like not nearly to the same level but Ivan is like man don't like get so bummed out like everybody loses a battle now and then and Perrin's just like I, I know and then I up. love like file coming in and being like do you think that, like, the Trollocs are going to be God? Like, just because you don't have a pure enough motive? Like, right. just fight, man. Yeah, right. Just, exactly. what are you doing? Right, right. Like, I love that. And she's giving all these, like, hints about her father, of course, yes. being like, yes. my father says this about generals. Right. <laughs> I, I love, uh, I love oh. when we finally get, anyway, okay, but that doesn't happen yet. So. It's close, though. It's close. <laughs> It's close. So, yes. Yeah, so, and then they decide to dose Perrin because he's like not cooperating. And also, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, it happens oh. before that. Oh, does it? 679. I'm looking at it. Oh, there it is. You're right. He's yeah. resisting getting dosed. He's resisting getting dosed. He's mad because Aram comes in and erupts. And he's too mean to Aram, Aram, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it's quite rude. And granted, he has been shot with an arrow, but mm-hmm. come on, relax. Um, And then he says, he says, who is your father? And yeah. we find out that yeah. Phil's father, I love that she says, like, <laughs> gives this long title. He's yes, a lord. The full title. The full title. Like, Lord of Bashir, Guardian of the Blight Border, Defender of the Heartland, Marshal General to Queen Tenobi of Saldea, and her uncle. <laughs> like, girl. <laughs> and then immediately we, like, get this, like, parent being like, how could you like a blacksmith? Right. <laughs> what? How? What? And I actually, this this is maybe the moment that I liked Phil the most mm-hmm. and the best Jordan has done for her, in yeah. my opinion, of like being like her two brothers died. And I like this moment of like, it made me the eldest. Mm-hmm. And so now I had to learn what my father was doing and all these books and I didn't get to fight and like, all this stuff and there was no like it went to my next brother she was like my brothers got to be soldiers yeah I I I liked seeing her backstory here a lot because mm-hmm. it humanized her in a way that she has not been allowed to be right I mean this conversation 
should have like some version of it should have happened books ago yes. between them because this we actually get to see them like the fact that so okay to get to the next part of this so she's like telling him all of this stuff about why she's here and why she became a hunter of the horn and what it was like growing up and then she's like Perrin what did they mean about your eyes and running with the wolves like what are they talking about and so after Perrin, wait wait, wait. Oh. after she says I love you though first yes, that's true they do finally say I love which you. is really nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very sweet it's moment so in, sweet. in 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 a way that you're like I do like you like I do like you right right Okay. Yeah, and then Perrin finally comes clean about why his eyes are golden and, like, why he can, you know, the wolf thing. And you're just like, oh, my God, it took so long to get here. This should have happened ages ago. Like, this is not... Or if it didn't happen ages ago, like, I understand him because what he says is, like, very much, like, I forget I'm a man. Like, it's terrifying, right? Like, yes, it's terrifying scared. to be yeah. that vulnerable and to be that, like, open with another person. They shouldn't have been, even if you didn't give us this earlier, they have, they should not have been outright antagonistic towards each other the entire time. Like, yeah. it was just not balanced well. Like, it was so much of them being antagonistic yes. and not nearly enough of building the two people who yes. could have gotten here to have right. this conversation. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, at least we got there eventually. We did. And Phil's like response is really awesome too. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, no, no, no. My dad's going to love you. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you're fierce. Like he thinks I'm soft. Like you're, you're golden. Right. Like I, I love this bit too about like, well, mom wanted me to marry a king who splits Trollocs in two. Yes. Like, can I tell her you're king of the wolves? Like, is that cool? <laughs> so- I know. And I love that she, it ends with her being after she, doses him which yeah. i didn't love no i don't love. Um, but the number of people who get drugged by other people in this series is like just unacceptable unacceptable um but she says sleep my wolf king sleep but i was like <laughs> fine it's cute see they're cute they can be so good they're, but it, there. he so rarely does it is the problem because it's it feel like as as cute as that is and as wonderful as it it was to read it felt somewhat unearned <laughs> Just a little. Well, he hasn't it, grounded them exactly. in anything. So exactly. We're just supposed to take it as understood that they have had some grounding moments that we haven't seen, which is not a good way to do it. No. All right. 42. Back to Perrin. He's in the <laughs> land of dreams. He's uh, in the actually. I love how they how tied now these uh, world of dream adventures for the characters are to their current geographies. So, yeah. Like, Cause in the past they've woken up like in all kinds of weird places and like, don't know where they are, but as they start to get more control and more comfort, they're starting to be like, so Perrin wakes up like where he is. He's under, he's near the Tuatha An wagons. Like he's in the region that he's in. Um, you know, he's sort of seeing the like sense mem- dream world memories of what's going mm-hmm. on around him, all of that stuff. Um, he's got his axe. He's like, oh, weird. Like, where's well, my he hammer? Has his, he has yeah. the hammer. Yeah. And that he felt was very strange because yeah. he had in his head, he's like, I chose the axe. Right. I gave up the hammer. I chose the axe. Yeah. And then something weird happens where the hammer then turns into the axe as he thinks it. Mm-hmm. And Perrin has this moment of like, it's like flickering back and forth between the two. Yeah. And Perrin is shaken by it because that's never happened. Like he's been able to make the change as he needs it and that's it. And so this is a new 
thing, a new inconsistency in the dream world, which I feel like as a reader, I'm like, uh-uh, no, 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 dangerous. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> you should not be here. Get out. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And so he is deciding to like do some scouting, I guess. I'm not 100% on, on certain what his goal is here. He's just like walking around, checking out the dream world version of the two rivers. Yeah, I think he's like seeing what farms have been burned. He's seeing like he also is like file drugged me and I'm here. Right. So he's like looking around. He has this weird moment with a doll, which is like yeah. it's another like inconsistency where he picks up a doll and then looks up to see the doll still in the place where he got it from and the doll disappears out of his hand. Yeah. So it's just these like little hints of something being wrong and then he noticed what i didn't read it that way really no i read it as that like he still doesn't fully understand how the dream world works like he's assuming that he can impact things in the dream world that exist in the real world but like maybe i don't think that's actually exactly true the way he's trying to do it like we already know from Egwene and the others like if you pick up a piece of paper in the dream world you haven't picked up that paper is not still in the real world no yeah but like he i guess maybe the difference is perrin is used to having more control in the wolf dream than yes. Egwene and the others have had in Teleranriod, which is the same thing. Yes. But I guess they're accessing it differently. And so... Um, I just felt the, like, conjunction of, like, that moment with the doll and then immediately seeing the ravens, to me, yeah, was, like, a build-up. It was, like, first there's that weirdness with the hammer, then there's that weirdness with the doll, and then all of a sudden he sees all those right ravens. It right over my head. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. It felt like a slow build suspense to me. Okay. Um because it's just like this this weirdness happening, and I then guess I he just like feel like assume that things are going to be weird in the dream world. Like I feel like with Perrin though, it's been because each the last few times he's gone, it's been very unsettling and very strange. That's fair. Because with the slay with Slayer with Brigitte, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. all that stuff with Brigitte being like, "You're gonna die if you don't leave," <laughs> and all the weirdness with Hopper. Yeah. But so he sees all these ravens, yeah, and he just start he takes off towards that direction and he gets to the way gate and this part I thought was really cool and really yeah. scary right yeah yep. he like notices that he can feel that things are moving through the way gate in the real world Ugh. which he thought loyal had locked mm-hmm. because he notices that there was only one leaf where loyal had put two and it's this wonderful moment where you're like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, Perrin is drugged and can't wake up and he knows <laughs> this bad thing is happening. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so he's he like he sees that the Waygate is in use and then he has this sense that somebody's mm-hmm. watching him and he moves and an arrow goes yes. right by him. And so now there's this whole like chase sequence where he's trying to get out of the way, but then also double back and not get seen and spy on whoever's shooting at him and chase him. And it's like a whole intense. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's very cool. It's like he finally sees Slayer mm-hmm. because he who manages looks like land. Who oh looks like God. land. I don't remember anything about this. No. I have like no no recollection of it whatsoever. But my guess 
Why? What do you think? Well, no, no. I was just saying is that this ties back into Nynaeve running into a guy who tried to shoot her in Teleranriod when she was in the two rivers who looked like land. Remember that happened when oh, Nynaeve yeah. was in the dream world last section? So like yeah. this is the second time we're seeing a violent inhabitant of the dream world who looks like land and land I, w- I need to go back and reread like the whole backstory of the mockery because yes, yes. like i was like i know that he's the only one and i know there was all this drama from the family where yes. everybody died but i yes. don't remember much else i put in my things i think i remember spoilers a bit about this but i really don't know if i'm remembering or if i'm guessing so i'm not gonna say it on air <laughs> but uh, clearly it's not like there's clearly something going on here there's some yeah. connection to land we don't know what it is um so he doesn't he he like is about to shoot at him but he hesitates mm-hmm. and he misses and slayer takes off and and Perrin goes after him and then slayer starts speaking to him. Yeah. And is like, way to go, locking the way gate, but and and you killed a lot of Shadow Spawn, like good job. <laughs> but then he says it was only a few hundred to begin, just enough to keep those full white cloaks off balance and see that the renegade died. Yes. I was like, who is the renegade? Who is the renegade? I think it's Ordeath. I think I it's, do too. I think it's Padden Fane. Right. It has yeah, to be. I don't know who else be. it could be. No, because he's the only like dark friend who's also going around like killing fades yeah and, like, taking over and doing things on his own so yeah. i think it has to be ordeath it has to be especially because he says the shadow consume me if that man does not have more luck than the white tower and the the way in which pad and fane has survived mm-hmm. like i it, i don't think it can be anyone else no it's gotta be it's but gotta i love be. that he's called the renegade like everybody <laughs> everybody hates this guy yeah because he sucks. The worst. <laughs> and then Perrin realizes, like, the reason Slayer is talking is to pull Perrin towards him. And so he's like, oh, wait. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. But then he realizes he can't wake up. And then he slips into, like, an actual dream mm-hmm. versus the wolf dream slash Teleranriode. Much safer. Much safer. Much safer. Much safer. Um, then he wakes up. And he's like freaking out because he's like, I got to get to the waygate. I have to get to the moment to the mountains. It's open. Like, I have to stop what's happening. And Phil, of course, is like, you have an arrow in you. Right. Right. <laughs> you you cannot do this. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of this, though, which I don't like in this section of yes. like people teaching other people or like thinking about how to manipulate their loved ones I don't know I didn't love it there's a lot of it it's a recurring theme like always there are these like oh well let me tell you how to handle men or like Mm -hmm. let me tell you what you need to do to women to get them to listen to you and you're just like oh my god shut up like I got it also a ton of this like so we we find out that you know all of the two rivers boys are like mooning over the the traveler girls and, and the like dances. they dance the sasara and Fael is like you haven't seen anything or no she's gonna dance the sasara because she's jealous that Perrin has seen them dance the taganza or whatever the hell it is and you're just like okay I get it like they're full of hormones and everybody's flirting with everybody can we just move on but Perrin is so obsessed with like who's kissing who and like who's smiling at who and you're just like just stop just stop <laughs> just stop already just stop like, so. come on. 
Let yeah, it go. Move it along. It's like two um, pages of people flirting with each other for no like reason. So much. But okay, so here is something that I think we both want to talk about. Um Rain's title in the Travelers oh, yeah. is the Mahdi. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've both watched Dune. And no spoilers, of course, for for the movie. I mean, it's the the book is yeah, whatever. But no spoilers. But Dune I think very validly has been taken to task for how much it takes from Middle Eastern, North African, Islamic Mm -hmm. uh, cultures Mm -hmm. and Arabic Mm -hmm. cultures. And it's like, it's intense. Like it's, it's not, it's not even pretending to shift it at all. Like it is straight up using the, the imagery, language, right. All of it. Yep. To and with no actors from that background in significant roles. Like it's very frustrating. In the film, yes. In the yes. film. Yeah. Very frustrating. But like even the book, it's like straight oh, up. Yeah. Like, it's like copy paste. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole theme of the book is about like jihad and what makes yes. a holy war. And you're like, okay. Yes. So yeah, it's blatant. It's blatant. It's blatant. What Jordan does, <laughs> on the other hand. Is kind of just like pick and choose and throw stuff that he maybe read once somewhere and in wherever he wants, whether yeah. it makes sense in context or not. Yeah. And they're both wildly different approaches. And I, for whatever reason, Jordan's is problematic to me, but it doesn't like piss me off in the same way that Herbert does. And I, me, like, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that. I don't see where you're coming from, but the use specifically of the word Mahdi in this context really bothers me because that's like, that's like saying the Messiah. Like that's what that word is more or less in Islam. My limited understanding, that's what I understand that word to be the equivalent of. And you would never randomly decide to title the leader of some traveling band who's not a religious figure a messiah like it's so it's such an inappropriate use of that specific word that it makes me a little crazy now I have more context for that than I think a lot of readers do because I have some familiarity with you know Islam and and the Middle East from studies that I did many years ago so I'm not saying I know everything but like I do have a basic familiarity and it really bugs me to like use that word that way now I do think that it is par for the course for Jordan. Like you're saying, like we've talked before about all of the, like the Tuatha on, that's an Irish word, like pulled out of. Yes. Like there's all kinds of, he just takes from wherever. Yeah. Like Shaitan is in Eastern religions. Yes, yes, exactly. So he's like taking and choosing and just mashing it all up and giving it no context except for the context that he gives it, Mm -hmm. which I think is better in some ways, but then also for specific uses of it. is also not great. Like it's not great. Um, so that's yeah. my feeling about that. No, I I agree. It's it's hard because it is like, yeah, like that word has a lot of meaning. It hundred percent. It has a lot of like importance to like the context matters, right? Right, right. I guess where I'm coming from is that it feels like he's very equal opportunist about it. Correct, correct. Where like nothing matters. Yeah. Like no one's it's true. It's right. True. Like You're none of it wrong. matters. Yeah. He just, he just he liked took, the way it sounded. Right. Exactly. And it's not right, but no. it's also not. 
I don't know. The Dune stuff bothers me more. Like the Dune stuff to me is like egregious. <laughs> yeah. I I hear that. I hear that. I do. Yeah. Like I I don't know. I I just think it's it was a very interesting like moment because I forgot that Jordan used the word and I just mm-hmm. watched Dune on like Thursday. Yes. And then I read the 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 chapters today and I was like, "Huh. Wildly different like Right. perspectives on the way you're going to use this I see I, I do want to say I did like the movie Dune like I don't want people to be like can't believe you hated this movie I didn't I just think it was ridiculous <laughs> like yeah. how blatant it was I'm we're doing a movie book club for uh at book riot so I, I'm saving my thoughts and feelings about Dune for that but I have a lot of them um so more, to come. <laughs> more to come I will bet you money though that Jordan saw the word in Dune and was like that's a cool word you I'm think gonna so? take it it's my that's my bet I don't know because he has so many words from specifically from Hinduism and Buddhism no, that's true which are so prevalent in the east as yeah. is islam yeah like islam is a religion that is also very mm-hmm. much represented in you know areas in south asia and the yeah. middle east where he t- he borrows a lot no you're like, right not That's just true. like a little bit like a <laughs> lot a lot a lot and yeah. so i i don't know i think maybe he picked it up because i'm sure if we both had a deeper like a deeper connection to it we would see other yes absolutely like, like i see the hinduism because i'm hindu like i see it mm-hmm. you know i think if either one of us was muslim we might be picking up on those cues yes. more than we are but yeah. it's yeah. yeah i don't know who knows who knows he anyway. took everything from everyone and just <laughs> threw them all together <laughs> In his like truly like a word salad situation. (laughs) No, it's soup. It loses all context. There is no salad here where people get to maintain their individuality. (laughs) It's mush. Just mush. (laughs) It's the baby food of appropriation. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, but you're right. You're just oh, good. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Woo! Okay, moving along. Tangent uh, over. So the way of the leaf. So they're, they they decide to leave after Perrin is like, you guys, you should come with us. You'll be safer at Amon's field, whatever. And Rain is kind of like, mm, they're not, they're not <laughs> going to do this. No one, no one wants. We appreciate the concern, but right. no, thank you. <laughs> um. And it's, it's, I did like kind of, we've heard this description before, but again, I like it more in the context of knowing the history Mm. of the way of the leaf is not only to do no violence, but to accept what comes, the leaf falls in its proper time uncomplaining. The light will keep us safe for our time. And it's just like a very interesting thing that happened. Like, I just like it a lot. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. So then we have uh, the villagers and the Aiel and Perrin and Fael going back to get treatment for the worst of the wounded, including Perrin. And there's this like interlude of like Perrin's like, oh, did you play Maiden's Kiss? And Gaul's like, what do you know about it? Who Who said it? it? Who said it? situation around that whatever I can't care about that um yeah and he's like he's like he does say something the woman is Goshien Goshien that's just a a reference to the way their tribes don't like each other right yeah right okay I just want I was like there's nothing else I'm forgetting right no I don't think so no there is like a pretty sweet moment between fail and parent here (laughs) 
I gotta say. When you mean when they're fighting again? No, not when they're fighting. Oh. Well, no, right after they fight where yeah. she's like, um, she's kind of like, he's teasing her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, then you don't have to dance it. Right. My heart and my fortune, such as they are, already light your feet. I was like, no. That's really sweet. Stop making me like this. I know. I'm no, still mad. Never stop. never stop. This is what I'm living for right now in these parent chapters that go on forever. Then we get a song. We get Coming Home from Tarwin's Gap, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, a thing that happens. Uh, I don't have anything to say about that. I don't either. It's fine. It's it's like a nice little world building moment. Yeah. Um, they get to Iman's Field. And they find that Iman's field has been completely surrounded with, like, barricades. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, they've fortified and and they found all these weapons and they made catapults and, like, they are militarized. Which kind of, I had such a weird reaction to this this part because, you know, we talked before about, like, how this return to Iman's field is a little bit like the raising of the Shire, right? Like, it's this... Like there's there was this place that was pure and sweet and innocent and they've gone out into the big bad world, but like they hold this place in their hearts and then they find out that danger is coming for that pure place. And so they have to go back and like try to protect it. Mm -hmm. And this is like, okay, so that place is now protecting itself and it's no longer the place that it was yes and so it's a very bittersweet moment because on the one hand i'm like yes build those catapults like defend yourselves like do what it takes to like make it through like keep your community safe but on the other hand you're like oh like that loss it's like that loss of innocence yeah yeah it is this is maybe the most explicit like you can never go home again right it's it's the shire on fire yes it's that Yep. But better because the 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 fire here is it's the community coming together to defend themselves. Right, right. That's which right. is kind of nice. Which is but awesome. so like Perrin's kind of t- like shaken a little bit, you know, by what he's seeing. And as he walks in, people are like, It's Perrin Golden Eyes. <laughs> Perrin Golden Eyes, and he fucking hates it. <laughs> he's so upset. It's he's amazing. Like, what are you doing? Right. And, and Varen they- and Fael are both totally on board with yeah. this. Varen is like, listen, people need symbols. Mm-hmm. And Fael is like, I wonder what Morgays will think about this. But also, maybe she needs somebody to, like, bring, you know, the two rivers back into Andor. Like, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. And there's this, like, uncomfortable conversation with Varen where he's like, oh, so everyone knows you're Aes Sedai now? <laughs> yeah. And she's like... Well, it har- everything has been stirred up. You know, we hardly could remain hidden. I suppose we could have dot, 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 gone away. You wouldn't want that, would you? And it's like really unsettling. It is. And Perrin hears it and is like, why did you come here? Right. And she doesn't answer. And you're just like, oh, why are you Karen, all so what shady? is up with you? And then she's kind of like, well, I can't heal you but Alana will take care of you (laughs) and parents like oh I don't like that that could go one way or the other (laughs) it's very shady it's it's building definite like earned distrust for once I think yes like where I am also like what 
is right. your game, Varen and Alana? I know. What like, are they every, trying to do? Every time Alana shows up, I'm like, if you make Perrin your warder, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's so true. So so he gets hustled off to the inn. And it's it's good, too, because, you know, the Emonsfielders are starting to realize that some of the boys who went off with Perrin are not coming back. Like, they lost a bunch of people to the Trollocs and... So that's very hard for Perrin, who already feels super responsible for all of those mm-hmm. deaths. And so uh, he is trying to find loyal because he's still freaking out about the waygate. Like he's yep. been, he know he's wounded, and he knows he needs care. So like that's the only reason he's in Emonsfield as opposed to going out to the waygate. So he's trying to find out where loyal is, and loyal is presumably they say surprisingly helping to clear trees, mm-hmm. which sounds like it's very upsetting. And I'm very sorry that loyal is I having know. to go through Poor go loyal. through this. Um, Perrin also asks about Lord Luke, mm-hmm. who we both don't like and don't trust, but we no. don't know. We just, he seems shady as hell. He um, is and they're like, he's off hunting the horn, I think. Or like maybe Trollocs. <laughs> like, we don't know. Like, what? What? I do love this line where, like, Perrin, I guess we find out that Luke, like, did this weird thing with the white cloaks and it was like, you're, you're not allowed to come here anymore without talking to anybody, which is just weirdly antagonizing Mm -hmm. a group that you shouldn't antagonize. Mm -hmm. Um, And Perrin realizes though, that he's like, he wants to blame Luke for what happened. And he says, wanting won't make a stone cheese, but he still smells like cheese. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It's a really good line. It did make me laugh really hard. See, Perrin has good moments. It can he happen. Does. No, can that's happen. the thing. He does. I think Jordan spends too much. I feel yeah. like Jordan feels guilty for not knowing what to do with Perrin <laughs> and gives him more screen time. Than he actually needs or than he than actually the plot needs. needs. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. This all could have been tightened up so much. There's so, so much flab in here. Much. So much. As is our this seems to be like our running frustration with Perrin POV yeah. is that it he takes too long to do too little. Yep. Yep. And it's very annoying. And we don't get enough like extra context or extra information to justify all the time he spends on it. No, so. this whole thing is just to show us like how much Perrin has changed in yeah. the context of Two Rivers. Right. But and you could do that. You already did that. Like, it's yeah, done. Yeah, we Move know. Everyone's on. like, oh, my God, you're, like, so worldly now. Tell us about your adventures. What about Matt and Rand? And we get a repeat, like, a repeat of what we've already seen. Yep. yep. And just, like, ugh, it's really annoying. So, like, finally, there's Loyal a lot of that. Him. Yeah. And then Loyal shows up. Right. Right. And he has an axe. He has an axe. And it's Whoa, really what sad. What have they done to you? And he seems so upset. Yeah. Ugh. It's like poor, poor Loyal. Loyal yeah. deserves the world. He does. He deserves so much more. So so Perrin is like Loyal. The Waygate is unlocked. Like Trollocs are coming through it. How did it happen? And so then we find out, this is actually worth knowing, we find out a little bit more about how the Waygates work. Um, and Perrin says, or excuse me, Loyal says he locked it from the outside. Like he locked it so that nothing could come through it from the inside. But if you were on the other side, you could still unlock it. And clearly that's what has happened and he like apologizes for not having destroyed Mm -hmm. it which is so so he's like I just couldn't bring myself to do it like it's very hard to regrow one and like it just is painful for him it's clearly painful for him still to see what use 
this like beautiful ogier construct has fallen to mm-hmm. and i just i did love that moment no it's a wonderful moment and it's a wonderful like character moment for loyal yeah. yeah um and then, and then, he and, and, then he and parents start fighting about whose responsibility, whose responsibility it is yeah. i know i loved it loyal's like it's my responsibility parent and parents like the way it is mine loyal <laughs> But as this is happening, as they're having this conversation, Perrin is getting, like, more thirsty and more mm-hmm. lightheaded, and he doesn't know what's going on. And then he, like, collapses, and Loyal is, like, holding him. Yeah. And, like, puts him on the table, and it's, like, of course, he's he has a fever, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, the infection is setting in. And so Alana comes in and basically is, like, we're going to have to, like, twist this thing out of him and cut him open. And you're, like, oh, God. And thankfully, he blacks out, so we don't have to yeah. see anything. Right. <laughs> Right. And then we're still with Perrin. He wakes up. Oh, my God. And and Fael is there. And she's like, you know, they healed you, but you have to stay in bed for two to three days. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. I have to go fix things. And she's like, no, no. Loyal and Gall are, like, going to do the way gate. And he's like, how can they go? I need to go with them. And he, like, then they have this whole fight about him getting out of bed versus not getting out of bed. And it's, like, two pages freaking it's long. It's so long. And then, like, they fall down the stairs because Perrin really should not be getting out of bed. No. And then Marin Alvira is like, listen, Fail, here's how to handle Perrin. It's more yeah. of that stuff we were talking about before. I did like this, though, that File was like, oh, she's going to tell me what to do? Uh Uh-uh. Right. I don't think so. And then File was like, Perrin and I will be going. (laughs) (laughs) Which is pretty funny. It's pretty great. (laughs) Yeah, she finally, File was like, well, I can't get him to go back into bed, so I'm going to monitor him and, like, make sure that he doesn't do anything stupid. So that's that's something. Then we have this like very brief like I I know we're speeding through this, but it's really there's just really not much going on. There's not much, there are, there are like moments. So there's yeah. like another two pages to get to the point where they they hear someone yells out Trolloc, and mm-hmm. then everybody gets together because there are five hundred Trollocs coming. Um, and Perrin is again. It's like oh, they're asking me to make decisions. But we've seen yeah. that before as well. Like he's been, this has been happening where Tam mm. is deferring to him and they're not calling him, you know, boy anymore and all of these things. Oh, and they, this is interesting. They've, the boys have made a standard. There's now oh, a yeah. wolf flag. Yeah, there's a wolf flag and he hates it. He hates it. This also feels very reminiscent of Rand and the dragon banner. Very much. Moiraine I said the same thing. Is forcing on him. And Varen is like, listen, people need symbols. Bayul is like, listen, people. People need a leader. Like, this is what's happening. It's it's funny because I think you were saying, like, Rand is one way, Matt is one way, and Perrin mm-hmm. is this grounded person. But Perrin and Rand parallel each other, like, so intensely mm. for me that it's – I think it's the other reason that's really frustrating is they are – there are so many, like, mirror images between their two stories. But I, right now, because Rand yeah. is the Dragon Reborn – his is infinitely more interesting to me. <laughs> well, it's so much bigger and weightier. I think exactly. That, like, Jordan is re. I think there's circumstantial similarities. Obviously, the way that they are approaching it and handling it are different, and then the scope of those similarities is very different. And I think that's. I do think that's a failing on Jordan's part. Like sometimes it's nice to have some threading, but this is just. It just is so repetitive. There, there's so much repeating going on here. So. It's yeah, it's a lot. Anyway, they um, fight the Trollocs. <laughs> they fight the Trollocs. There is this moment where they're like, 
it's weird that they only sent 500 and they're like, oh, yeah. this was clearly a test to see how quickly you could respond and how, you know, how well you guys would fight or whatever. Because they do a really mm-hmm. good job. They kill everybody. Yeah. They And yeah. except for like two or three Chaliks get away. So they know that word will spread among the dark bad guys of yeah. how Two Rivers was able to defend itself. And they're basically like, more people will be coming. So just – yeah. Be ready, right? Right. Um, there is this like I liked this like moment where Varen explains how the Forsaken are able to move through the way gates, but still only in limited numbers. Because mm. it felt very much like I'm closing a plot hole here. Right. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> and it made me laugh really hard. It's like Varen shows up and is like, by the way, only like <laughs> <laughs> like a thousand a thousand Trollocs would never make it through the way gates right. they probably travel like 20 maybe 50 at a time so don't worry <laughs> it is very like exposition let yeah. me clear something up for you it's very true yeah All right, it made so me then- laugh this chapter closes with them hearing a lot of like commotion coming from the other side of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, Oh crap. He thinks it's more Trollocs. And he goes over and they're like bragging about like, Oh, we, we killed some Trollocs too. But actually it's just like, there are travelers seeking refuge because they were attacked by Trollocs. So this is very bad. It's very bad. And it was this like, uh, of course, like parent is like, please like, Yes, come in, and the two rivers are like, wah, wah, wah. no, yeah, you can't yeah. fight travel. They're whatever. gonna steal things, and they take children, and then it's, and then Perrin is like, listen, <laughs> stop being annoying, right? Just stop. <laughs> Just let them in, and then there's this like, so of course, like he has this moment where like two rivers might like people might be stubborn and silly, but just show them the right way, and they'll be fine. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's this very sad moment where Isla is like, they came at night. Maybe dogs could have helped us, but the White Cloaks killed all our dogs. And I was like, what the fuck? It's so sad. It's, it's so, so funny. Sad. And we'll see more of this as it goes on. But I hate, like, the human bad guys so much more mm. than I hate, like, the dark ones. Like, the White Cloaks, the Senchan. I have, like, a fury. And it's not yeah. fun for me to read about them. No, no. Whereas, like, the Forsaken and the Dark One and that kind of stuff, I'm like, okay, this is, like, juicy and fun. Right. It's because it's too close to reality. Yeah. It's no, way you're right. too close to reality is the problem. You are correct. All right. Then, let's see. Uh, oh, so then we spend like five pages of Perrin, like people asking Perrin what they should do and him feeling wait, weird Wait, wait, wait. Stop, it. stop, stop, stop. Oh, you, you cut out for a second. Oh, okay. Can you start at, and then we spend five pages, but sure. count yourself in. Okay. Three, two, one. And then we spend five pages of people asking Perrin what they should do and Perrin being annoyed about it. Like, it's so It's so much. much. It's so much. And then Luke shows up for a change of pace in all of his, like, super jerky glory being like, oh, well, it's interesting that you fought this way. I probably would have done it this way. Like, very patronizing to everyone. It's very annoying. Yeah. And then Perrin finally is like, boy, I'm tired. And so he goes into the inn, which is not interesting except for what happens next. Ugh, this broke my heart. Yeah, this is a really sad moment. Oh, right. There is another moment where Fyle, it's another like, the Queen of Andor needs somebody who could be a whatever. Because Perrin has a cute moment where he's like, you might have to learn to cook 
what are we going to do? What are, what are we going to do? And fail clearly likes the implication yes. of them spending their future together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not even going to comment on the weirdness of like these women feeding these men though. That it's was so very, weird. it's like so it's weird. So weird. And very, very weird. I don't understand what it's for. So Aram is in the common room and like girls are kind of like, going a little nutso over him because he's so handsome, but he mm. is obviously going through it. Yeah, he and is he's like in trauma. In trauma, looking at the the spears and the swords and all this stuff, and then he picks up one of the swords and he asks, can I use this one? And Perrin is like, whoa! Whoa! And then there's this just heartbreaking moment between Isla and Aram, which is paralleling what we saw happen in one of the Ruidian scenes between oh, um, yeah. where they are forced to the first time pick up mm-hmm. a weapon and and save and try to save their kin. Aram is saying they killed a mother. I saw them. I could have saved her if I had something. And Isla is like, please remember the way of the leaf. And she uh, like Aram kind of is like, will you teach me to parent? And Isla is like, the Trollocs took my daughter and all my grandchildren but one, and now you take him, and he is lost, capital L, mm-hmm. because of you. So ugh. it's like my whole heart was I just know. like, oh, my God. But also, the travelers are the lost ones, and yet when they lose people, those people become the lost ones. It's just – it's it's yeah. really nice, I think. Yeah. And it's awful. But P- Aram essentially is like – all right, I'm going to go learn how to use a sword. And it's so smart of Jordan to give us this scene after those two chapters. Yeah. Because it gives context to kind of how massive this is yeah. and how circular it is, like cyclical mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of history. It's really heartbreaking. And also the weight of the violence. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not just like, woohoo, we killed some Trollocs. Like, horrible things are happening Mm -hmm. to people. And it's it's really rough. I also think it's interesting because this is a Min vision fulfilled, a tinker holding a sword. Oh, yeah. I I can't remember when that came up, but it it was a Min vision. Mm -hmm. I forgot. You're right. Yep. 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 Ooh, that's good. Oh, and so, yeah, so then Perrin is now, like, has this weight on him because, you know, Isla has yelled at him and a couple of the other people who are present are like, Perrin, how could you? And Fael is just like, that's that was probably the right thing to do. Um, and then guess who shows up? And then guess who shows up? Because it's the fucking they, As if cloaks. it wasn't bad enough, the white clothes show up. Oh, it's like, it I was, love this. I, I, I quite actually like it because when Dane Bornhold shows up, he's like, I am Dane Bornhold. And Perrin has this moment where he's like, Dane, not Jeffrey, maybe a son? I yeah. guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and I, again, we have this great moment of like, I don't think of you at all. Right. right. <laughs> I do love that we're getting this scene from Perrin's POV instead yes. of Dane's because you know how differently it would read yes. if we were in Dane's head, which we've been before and I Sadly. don't care to go back. But I also thought it was interesting, like Perrin is like, oh, up close, he could smell brandy fumes. Like you, you're seeing that Dane is just like unraveling. Like yes. he is so off just furious so out of it so drunk apparently uh and he's finally seeing parent like he has been pursuing parent mm-hmm. across the world basically 
and has finally found him. And Perrin is just like, uh, I guess he's mad at me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's so it's so sort of almost it's, anticlimactic it's in a way. It is. Because you have they ha- they're having this conversation. Like Luke is like, we find out that Terran Ferry was burned to the ground essentially. Yeah. Or at least the white cloaks are saying as much. Um, by Trollocs. And Luke asks if Ordeeth was at Terran Ferry. Yeah, that was interesting. How do you know who I know. is? I know. Is he a dark friend? Obviously like, he's a what? dark friend. I don't know. He seems like it, but like maybe Jordan's I know, you're right, us. you're right. We don't know we for no sure idea. yet. We don't and know for sure. Perrin, of course, is like, how the fuck does he know who Ordeeth is? Yeah. Like, yeah. how does he know Peyton Fane? Like, and what? then Bornhold is also like, how the fuck do you know who Ordeeth is? Everybody is like, how do you know who Ordeeth is? Like, how do you know who this person is? Um, and he's like, and I'm, I don't care about him. I'm right. not going to talk about him. And then he's like, I'm going to arrest that guy. And everyone was like, you are not arresting shit, man. <laughs> like, shut up. But Perrin can kind of see like how quickly this is going to escalate to violence. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want that. And he's like, fine. Are you willing to hit pause? Until we deal with the Trollocs. Yeah. Like, will you agree to that? And everyone's like, what are you doing? And Fordald right. is like, why should I? Because he <laughs> sucks so bad. <laughs> but he like, actually, oh. they make an agreement. They make an agreement. Um, but I did like like the like all the two rivers people being like, you better not touch anybody here. There are no dark <laughs> friends here. If you touch anyone, we will run you the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where that that wraps up, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We got some of Fael and Luke being like, I hope you know what you're doing. Uh, and Luke being like, ooh, I guess well, it's Luke, okay to keep your enemies close, but you should well, be he careful. Well, says, he says, I know something of taking an enemy into your bosom, which is different because that, that felt significant to me. Mm. Right? I did. I was just like, shut up, Luke. I don't care. I know. He's not. But like that to me was like, "Mm, yeah, what have you been doing, sir? (laughs) Who are you? Who is your enemy that you are getting close to? Yeah. Yeah. Man. All right. Finally, we're done with Perrin. But now we get Eggian in. This chapter I have a lot of feelings about, too. Yeah, I agree. There was a lot. Like, I. The minute I realized it was Agian, a how do you say it? Oh, how do I you don't say know. It? I yeah, that sounds right. Agianin. Um, the minute I saw it was Agianin POV, I was like, ugh, annoying. <laughs> I don't care about this. And also, I felt like Nynaeve was particularly irritating in this in this <laughs> chapter again. So, like, basically, Agianin is in Tanchico, and she's like thinking about how Gelb keeps bringing her women that aren't the ones she's looking for. And then she realized he's going after these two women who we know are Nynaeve and Elaine who have dressed in Tanchico fashion, but they are too high, like look too highborn to be Mm -hmm. walking, which is such a stupid Nynaeve mistake that feels like she four books in would not make. Oh, no, I totally agree. Like the way that Elaine, because then we, so we get a little bit of this again in perspective and then we get 
Elaine's perspective and Elaine was like, well, Nynaeve made us dress up so much because she likes to wear, she won't yeah. admit it, but she likes to wear fancy stuff. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And this she's like, ridiculous. and Nynaeve wouldn't let me hire chairs as we should have. Like, yeah, those two things, like, fine. If Nynaeve wanted to dress up, fine. But they should have, it should have just been something like, I can't believe we couldn't get chairs to take us or like whatever it was, like yeah. out of their control. The combination of those two things just makes Nynaeve like, Look Very like an fresh. idiot. Yes. Yeah. But she's not. We know but she's, she's not. not. It's so annoying. So, um, and so they have this like brief moment where they're th- they're talking about like what they learned from Amy and Egwene in the dream world, and they're surprised that Perrin is not with them mm-hmm. in in the waste. Um and Nynaeve is like, he and that girl probably wed or just like being a black set happy happy. And I'm like, oh girl, <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> I love this moment too. Elaine is like, I've got his suspicions about Fail. And she's yeah. not just gonna be some blacksmith's wife. I know, I did like that too. <laughs> Elaine is sharp, man. She's sharp. She is. Uh, and then they get attacked by a bunch of dudes and and right. nobody helps them. Um, and there is this like very tense moment where they're just like, we can't use the power or the black Aja might feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this fight goes on like a little bit too long. I do appreciate that. Like they have these giant staffs, sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That they're like beating people off of them with because they know they can't use the power. And I was like, I appreciate that. That's no, like taking matters into your own hands. That was and pretty then, good. And then Aginan comes to their rescue because we know that they don't know that these are Florin Gelb and his men like trying. Mm-hmm. They think that they're um, what they're looking for are escaped Shanchen. Uh, to take back to Aginan, but they're just like picking women who look sort of like the description she's given and then yeah. asking for gold and Aginan is tired of it. So she is helping uh, them to fend off and these men. And Elaine does end up channeling very briefly. Yes. yes. Um, which, just out of habit. Which Aginan notices and yep. is like very now i mean we're seeing all this from elaine's perspective so she has no idea who this woman is yeah we know this is a shanshan woman a shanshan captain She's like so stressed who has imprisoned other so women stressed. who can channel like it's so stressful and like also can i ask because when they give her their real names i was like what are you doing they just are like yeah i'm naive and this is elaine trackend i was like yeah what? And they're just willing to give this person. It felt so out of character to no, me. No, I know. It's, I mean, like, okay, so she defended you, but you don't know who she you is. You have no like, idea who is she is. Just, it is really, this whole section. And you know, I think, like, what Jordan is trying to do here is complicate our understanding of the Shanshan. Sure, yes. And, like, while I admire the impulse to, like, add nuance and, like, make, like, this character in particular more interwoven in different ways and, like, to show somebody who might be able to unlearn the horrible Mm -hmm. things that they have been taught as part of, you know, the society that they've been immersed in. Um, The way that he chooses to do it is so ham handed. Like this is so flabby. It just doesn't hold water. It it felt very, very weak. Like all of it, like it, like you said, like it could have been, it is a really nice idea. Yeah. 
and it could have worked out really well, but it's always going to feel sour that they just are treating this person as if it's like this good friend right. when we have seen them be smarter than this. Yes. Yes. Like we have seen them mm-hmm. in the position of being like, we cannot use our real names. Mm-hmm. We have to change the way we look. Right. We cannot let people know what we're doing. Yeah. We can't people let people know we're eyes to die. Like, and they're just like, oh, you felt me channel, didn't you? Like, like, we'll tell you whatever it, you want. Yeah. Like, what? They talk about Bale Doman in front of her. Like, yeah. they let, like, Julian talk in front of her. They let Tom talk in front I know, of her. I know. Like, it's so strange. It really is. So they invite Aguinan back to the inn with them for tea to say thank you. Julian is like, I found the house, but it seemed empty. And Nynaeve is such a dick to him. Yeah. Unnecessarily. Like, after she is, after he is able to do the thing that they haven't been able to do. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you could have just, like, you would have gotten us killed if you had, like, tripped some kind of trap. Meanwhile, inviting a sunshine ca- captain, like, in to have right. tea. Like, I just, it's so frustrating. I'm like, Jordan, why did you make them look so stupid in this sequence? It's so annoying. I agree. And Elaine, in the meantime, is trying to make sure that Nynaeve doesn't say anything about the Black Aja because she actually believes that, like, she might in front of this complete stranger who they've never met before. (laughs) Like, it's just so stupid. It's stupid. And again, keeps being like, you're not what I expected. And like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And this is so strange. And, and they're like, and Aguinan is like, so you're noble to Elaine? And you're like, yeah, I'm the daughter heir of Andor. <laughs> what? <laughs> and BD. Just giving all of the information. And so she's like clearly surprised that the, pe- the power can be learned and all this stuff. And then like Tom comes in. And is like, hey, I have like stuff to tell you. And he goes to sit down and Nynaeve is like, we're having a private conversation. <laughs> and I was like, what is your problem? Like, this is so unnecessary. And yeah. you seem like such a moron right now. <laughs> so and true. I really don't like you, even though I like you a lot as a mm. character. Like, the way you're acting is absurd. Yeah. And so like Tom rationally is like, hey, by the way, you have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. Bail Doman has created, has this team that will protect you. And again, and freaks the fuck out because Bail Doman knows who she is. Right. 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 And in the meantime, Tom is trying to like tell them this important thing about the political situation yeah. that's going on. And Nynaeve is like, whatever. That's not who important. Who cares about some stupid panarch? And he's like, oh my God, this is important. Like, why won't you listen to me? But so yeah, it's a uh, it's all very weird. And like the upshot is, oh, and then Nynaeve does tell Aginan that they are hunting the Black Aja. Like what? what? It's so bizarre to me how Oh no, wait, I'm skipping ahead. I'm skipping ahead. That didn't happen. Rewind, rewind. No, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Yes. But she does give away yes. too much information that it yes. would not be a surprise right. if she told her about the Black Aja, right. I feel like. Right. So, like, Aguianian is kind of like, I'd like to come back and learn more. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be great. And they're like, fine. And there is this moment where Nynaeve is like, did you notice her eyes when she mentioned Doma, when Tom mentioned uh, Doman? And mm-hmm. Elaine's like, no, I didn't. And Nynaeve is like, her face didn't change, but her eyes, she knows him. She's about to say more when this part is great. This is wild. 
So the innkeeper comes up and is like, hey, there's some woman here to see you. And like, I actually don't know who it is or what her name is. It's so weird that I didn't ask her. And so yeah. this this woman comes in wearing a shimmer, shimmering black silk gown. Uh, and it's no one that they've seen before. And she has like dark hair. She has a sturdy, handsome face, <laughs> dark eyes, smooth cheeks, but not like ice to die smooth. And then she just starts being like, hey, tell me what's going on. Come here. And they listen to her and they tell her fucking everything. And obviously, (laughs) it's one of the Forsaken. Yes. And it's awesome. It is awesome. It's so awesome. and terrifying. Terrifying. But I I really love how this part happened because she's asking them questions and she's like, you're going to answer my questions. And we're from Elaine's POV. So you have like. Are you alone? Are there any other eyes to die with you? And Elaine is like, no, because she wants to beat Nynaeve. And then she's like, should I tell her that we're not eyes to die? No, she didn't ask that. Right. So it's like this great like way of being like, we're going to give this character the information she needs, but there will be a reason that she doesn't get all the information mm-hmm. and it's her own hubris. Yes. Which I thought was Excellent. Yes. Yes. Like the, do you have any tear Angriel in your rooms? Angriel or Sa Angriel? And they're like, no. <laughs> because they're not hanging. in the rooms. They're not in the rooms. She's it's hanging around her neck. <laughs> <laughs> and then they tell her about Rand, and this is where she's like, oh, so that's his name. And she clearly fucking hates yes. Luce Theron. Yes. A lot. The most. And there are these great moments where she's just like talking about the other Forsaken. She's like, so Bilal is dead and Ishmael probably. Like, she's like, my way is the best. Like, the spider Mm -hmm. sitting, just kind of like, you know, weaving her web. And she says, I would love to see, she's talking about Elaine and Nynaeve and she's like, to Nynaeve, she's like, you're very strong, but you blocked yourself. Yeah. But I could fix you. Right. And it's super creepy and super weird. And she's talking about, like, I'd love to see Robin's eyes when he set eyes on you unblocked. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. And we get more of these divisions within the Forsaken, like, knowing mm-hmm. how they're all playing against each other. Yeah. It's so cool. I love this. The, the building of the Forsaken is so much more interesting and exciting to me and not skin crawly the way the other stuff is yeah um and so she kind of is like man it sucks that compulsion won't do anything more than what it's doing right here but like fine move your stuff you're not gonna remember i was here i forgot i thought you were my friends whatever and i like how in the pov the shift of her the shift of the compulsion i thought he did so well yeah like in elaine's pov where she's like i really want this and then all of a sudden you're back and she's like how what's I mean, this is all normal. Right. Like, right? We were having a normal conversation. Right. Right. Why right? does my head hurt? Ugh. This is so weird. Um, and then we get to, we go back to Aguianine, who is like so thrown by what she's learned and how she has to find out more. But she is being watched by somebody. Is this the same? This is not I think the same. It's the seeker again. Is I think it? So I, that's my guess. Like, I couldn't tell. The like it, I it, I guess yeah. So he was he lying about being a seeker before that. This whole section, this like part was so weird to me. Oh, I I just thought he was doing his like seekery creeper thing. Like I just he, like why is he like being so like 
Because he says, one of the blood, as such things were reckoned in these lands, reduced to begging and without enough honor to open his veins. He's not talking about a Guinan. No, he's talking about himself. No, no. He's talking about, so remember in the whole, like, a Guinan is in this market crowded place and somebody. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. I yes. forgot. I so forgot. he is clearly the guy who like broke, broke that other guy's yes. arm. And I it, see. He did it because this is like a noble who he's disgusted by the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, I get it. So I'm, I'm there now. I okay. get it. That's what that was. I know I'm gonna hate this person. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is rough. God. Oh, this chapter. This chapter. <sighs> Boy. Yeah. It's so, I, mm, I feel like I'm still reeling yeah. from how quickly <laughs> this happens. Yeah. I did not remember how quickly. It is so fast. Yeah. Like, there's no drawn out anything. So we're with Sue and Sanch. And I, like, I can't even, like, spend a lot of time on it. So we no. find out that, like, she's. One, she's, like, putting these papers into this, like, secret box of, like, um, she finds out about the novice who had seen Min's arrival vanishing from the farm. And she's like, well, that's weird. I don't like that, especially because the person who owns the farm has also vanished. Uh, we hear a little bit about Masima, who has become the prophet of the Lord Dragon and is preaching the word of the dragon to 10,000 people. Um She's like wondering all these things like she has no news. She doesn't know where the, the forsaken are. And she just can feel this like circling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she sees this like note from Moiraine. The sling has been used. The shepherd holds the sword. Which is old. Which is old news because right. this is what got her to get the hall of the tower knowing that the dragon had been reborn. And she is just like, okay, we're going to do what we need to do. And she's thinking about this and how she hasn't had any further news from Moiraine when the door crashes open and fucking Helena comes in. I hate this so much. <laughs> it's really bad. So yeah, Elida and like her cronies, including oh. Alviarin, come in and they are like, this is the overthrow. They're like, you're blocked. We are taking over. You've been deposed. We had a vote. We have the numbers, like, you're done. Yeah, I, like, can't even, like, go through it close reading because it, like, no. hurts my heart so bad. They kill her warder. So this was a point that I was confused about. So it's confusing to me. I thought the bond between warder and Aes Sedai included some of them, like, knowing what's up with each other. So how could they have killed her warder without her knowing? I don't know. I wonder if part of it is because she does say um, later, like in in that section, a lot Alric had been her warder for close to twenty years, never complaining when her path kept them in the tower, never muttering when being the Amarillin's warders at him hundreds of leagues from her, a thing none of the Gaiden liked. I wonder if the implication there is that they had a looser connection. Hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm inferring because yeah. he Jordan should have recognized that here. Right. And it might have it might be a slight weak point in the writing <laughs> to not have done so. But anyway, so like yeah, she's Leanne has also been uh taken, taken and her warder is dead and um and then we switch to Min's POV. Mhm. This is one I actually felt was like 
a little long and yeah, could have been cut down a little bit, but we I get agree. a little like this is really because the only stuff that really matters is she runs into Gowan and finds out that something is going down. Yeah. Um, and Gowan, the the hardest or the like most upsetting line here is when Gowan is like, I have to go. You need to be safe. They say Hammer is trying to break Sue and Sanch free. I have to get to the tower. And he runs off. And Min says, you didn't say what side you were on. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, it's oh, really no. rough. So she I, runs off to hide to mm-hmm. and pr- try to figure out what she's going to do next. And then we're with Swan, who is in a dungeon. She's, like, naked. Naked. She's been beaten. So this is another fulfilled Min vision. Mm-hmm. And uh, she figures out that Leanne is also in the cell with her. And, and she figures out that she's been stilled. Yeah, it's so rough. It's, it's so awful. Rough. And and they're they've both been stilled. And mm-hmm. it's like they're sitting there. And I this reminded me like how much I love Sue and Sanch. Like she is awesome, right? Like there's a key coming into the to the lock, right? Mm-hmm. And they can hear it. And Sue and is like, stand up, Leanne. Like we will be standing. They won't find us huddling on the floor. And she's like, we can fight, Leanne. As long as we are alive, we can fight. Even though she is reeling from yeah. the fact that they stilled her. Yeah. And she just, like, pulls her shit together. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's Min. And the cook, Laris. And the cook, Laris, who loves Elmendretta. Loves Elmendretta. And so and is, is helping. Yeah. Even though she personally has no allegiance one way or the other, None. she's like, I'm going back to the kitchen after this. Like, I'm just helping Elmendretta get out of here, you know, do what you got to do. I won't be- I won't betray you. I'll yeah. give you as much time as I can, but I will not risk my own yeah. self beyond this, right? Right. Um, and Min, so we're in Min POV, and she, the the way their faces, Suan yeah. and Leanne's faces are described is interesting because it's not just that they've been like, like the stilling has almost de-aged them. Yeah. And so yeah. they're not they're almost not recognizable to people who have seen them on the daily, right? Right. So like it's an interesting counterpoint to the fact that the one power starts to make you seem ageless. Mhm. And then if your powers are removed, you are sort of rewound in time. Yeah, and they it's don't very know. Like, they actually don't know, like, are they going to look older at some point? Like, what's going to happen? But nobody really knows. Nope. So it's So it is like they have disguises on, but they haven't done anything. It's just that they're almost unrecognizable because of the loss of the power. Mm-hmm. And so Min is kind of like, I brought you clothes. We have to get the hell out of here. Like, let's go. Leanne is having a harder time. Like, Sue yeah. is like, okay, let's do this. Like, just so you know, we've been stilled. Mm-hmm. Heads up. And Min says, I know. Um, they basically are, they're like, she's like, they've announced it at every crossroad in the city. Like, everyone knows. And Sue is like, okay, let's get the hell out. Min, yeah. we are following you. Um, and so they're like sneaking through the tower. And then like, it's a little, there's like this like slightly scary moment, of course, where, um, oh no, they're still, they're still, I forgot there's Channing. They have so much chatting for like an escape. I know, I know. They're like Min is basically filling them in on what has happened and like mm-hmm. who did what, and you know Swan is kicking herself for not having seen the signs. And, yeah, 
Um, they're asking about like, what about Shariah? What about Anaya? And like, all of the Greens are and they don't know basically gone. You know, it's it's very factionalized and and Suen has this moment of being like, our you know Hawkwing couldn't do it, but we did it to ourselves, right? Yeah. And like, they're being they don't go so far as to name Suen and Leon dark friends, but they heavily imply it. Mm-hmm. Um. And she's like, why wouldn't they? They're going to blame us for everything. Right, they right. blame them for Mazerum Tame getting away. They blame, like, for for all of it. They're mm-hmm. going to be blamed. Um, and then they have this moment where Aleda is coming down the hall right. and they they all, like, go to their knees and, of course, thankfully are not seen because mm-hmm. why should they be noticed? Right. They're just, like, they look like norms. So Aleda doesn't care. So then they get out to the woods where Min has stashed the horses and they run into Gowan again. And we find out what side Gowan is on. And it is is, not the right one. It's not the right side. And he is furious, of course. I will say this is another moment where like Min and Gowan have very good chemistry. Yes, it's true. They have such good chemistry. Just excellent chemistry. Like when, of course, like Suen is going to be writing Bella. Yeah. (laughs) Return of Bella. Return of Bella, and as Min is telling her about this, like Gowan steps out, and he, Min is like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and Min it fulfills another one of her visions where she had mm. seen his blood streaked face, um, and he puts a sword to Suan's throat immediately. Mm-hmm. And Min is like, "You can't do this! Like, what are you doing?" And Gowan is just like, "Where is my sister? Where is Egwene?" Mm-hmm. And Suan lies to him, just like straight up. It's like they're an alien. Right. Like, what? Right. Right. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Min is just trying to convince him, like, please let them go. Please let them go. Mm-hmm. And there's this great moment where, again, like, I feel like this is the best. I can't wait for more Suen POV mm-hmm. and more Suen, like, in the story now because I just like her so much. Yeah. Because he's like, why shouldn't I drag you back by the scruff of your neck? And she gives this speech. She's like, you could do it. Like, I can't hurt you. I used to be the most important woman in the world. And now I don't even know if I'm going to eat tonight. Mm-hmm. And it's just this like great, like imagery wise, just like yeah. this wonder of this tiny woman, like giving this speech and you can see how she got to where she was Yes, in that one paragraph. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so good. It's so good. We also find out that Gowan has been like instrumental in taking down the older warders who were fighting for uh, Swan and Leanne and all of the other Aes Sedai like he, he kills the he kills, yeah. hammer who is trying to help Suen. Mm-hmm. Oh, it like breaks my heart. And yeah. like there's this moment between Min keeps saying, Egwene and Elaine trust her, can't right. you? Right. To Gowan. And mm-hmm. finally he says, do not ask more than I can give. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm just like, oh, your guys' chemistry is so good. <laughs> it's so good, but it's also like so heartbreaking. And then we yeah. find out a little bit more about the de-aging. Mm-hmm. Like soon is like, it kind of seems like we've lost maybe 15 years in our faces. Right. right. Uh, and then also we find out that Aleda has put out the word for El Mandretta to get arrested. Yeah, so she knew. So she knew. Which Min hates. Min hates it, hates it. She's like, how long has she known? Yeah. And the, and then so that Gowan oh, is like so heartbreaking. escorting them out, basically. And they get to the gate and the they're not going to let them through. And Gowan is like, basically like, bitch, 
I killed Bitten. Hammer and Kulin. Yeah. Like, you're going to listen to Let me. Let them through. And so he <sighs> writes this note mm-hmm. for them that gives them safe passage. And this is wild. So they're leaving. And of course, they run into fucking Logan. Who has wait, wait, hold on, oh, hold okay. on. When does she have, uh, oh no, that, that, the, the vision for Gowan, she talks about in a minute. Oh, okay. Because, sorry, it happens in a second. Okay. Because, like, first he writes them this note and, like, they get out and Suen is like, I can't go far. I need to stay close if I'm mm-hmm. going to gather the Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. And she says, like, the one thing she's holding on to because she has to fill that missing yeah. hole, that, that that missing part of her from the power with something. And so she fills it with, like, I'm going to take Aleda down. <laughs> like, Aleda is going down and Leanne is like I feel so empty and Suen's like you better find something to fill that up mm-hmm. like I am not gonna lie here and die we are going to figure this out and this is where uh they run into Loghain and it's yeah. awesome yeah it is it's awesome <laughs> they run into fucking Loghain he's escaped during all of the fighting and he's just like, oh, my God, just leave me alone. Like, Leave I just, me alone to die. I just want to be alone to die. I can't get off. They won't let me cross. Like, And Min's kind of like, we should go. Yeah. Like, we don't need to be here. And then Suen's like, um, <laughs> he asks, like, who are you? You're not I Side Die. What do you want from me? And he, she goes, I am the woman who can take you out of Tarvalin and perhaps give you a chance to strike back at the Red Aja. Would you like the chance to get back at those who captured, or you would like the chance to get back at those who captured you, wouldn't you? And I was like, I love you. <laughs> she is the best. Because she's like, what do I do? And she's like, follow me. Mm-hmm. Follow me and remember that I am the only one in the entire world who will give you your chance for revenge. And he says, I am your man. Yeah. And I was like, this is the best. It's, this like, it's, it's epic. So it's epic. It's yes. like such a great, like, uh, twin scenes of like her being taken and being powerless and then immediately being like fine I don't have that kind of power this is the kind of power I have yes which is how she got there in the first place she's so good she's so good her threading is excellent it's so good although I think it gets worse later so I don't there's that but then Min does have another vision of Loghain she sees this halo of gold and blue around his Mm -hmm. head um, which is not the first time she's seen it and she doesn't know what it means and it's very intense Um, and then it makes her think of the uh, images she saw flickering around Gawain's head in one he's kneeling at Egwene's feet with his head bowed and then the other is him breaking Egwene's neck as if either could be the future which is terrifying yeah and she's like i don't know which way he's gonna go but something we did today set him towards that direction yeah that's rough so rough that's so rough oh and now we're on the last chapter which also kind of felt like a lot of nothing to me kind of like a what a lot of nothing yeah i agree it's a lot of like rand thinking Again, yeah. and like um, the Kadir and Isendra and Keely being creepy, weird. Some like fat phobia. Yeah, some more fat. Mix. Continued fat phobia. Continued like <sighs> weird like, manipulation of women's bodies and yeah. Conversations with uh, Avienda. He does find out that they're teaching her to channel, even right. though he spent the entire time being like, "They're just using her to spy on me," <laughs> and then they ask her about me. 
Not everything's about you, Not man. everything's about you. <laughs> um, there is, like, it's basically just, like, the 12 days after the attack. Yeah. As they're traveling and heading towards whatever Rand is going to do, which we still don't know. No, and we so still don't know. I don't totally understand why this deserved, like, an entire chapter. Because no. um, nothing actually happens. It's just a lot of conversations that are circuitous. Like, Kadir keeps, like, offering to sell him information, but doesn't mm-hmm. say what the information is or what he wants for it. Yeah. And Rand is not an idiot, so he's like, I don't know, dude. Like, what I'm not going to pay for this information. That I don't even know what it is. like, Or what? that I don't know what you're going to ask me for. Yeah. Like, that's not happening. And then that that Gleeman keeps asking Rand about right. his story. And Rand keeps being like, I'm tired. Right. And then eventually the Gleeman gives up. Yeah. it's And the partnerships between, like, the Gleeman and um, Kader. No, not Kader. The woman. K- Kila, Kyla. Kila, whatever her Keely. name is. Yeah. They have some weird connection, and yep. then Kader and Isendra have mm-hmm. a weird connection, and then Isendra and Keeley have a weird connection. Yeah, it's all very weird. It's all very weird. Um, Rand is a little sad because Matt won't spend a lot of time with I him. No, this meme that was the only this, part that I was, it was like, a little oh, sad. Buddy. Like Matt is not interested in hanging out. No, and because like Rand like keeps trying to ask him about Ruidian, and Matt's like, <laughs> no, I don't remember anything. But then is like, but don't talk, don't go in there because they'll cheat you. And Rand's like, what is happening? And he's asking about the old tongue, and Matt's like, I don't know anything. <laughs> and then he's like hitting on Asendra a lot, <sighs> which is weird and gross. Matt, meaning Matt, because yeah. Avienda is getting irritated because she thinks Rand is like making eyes at Asendra, but Rand is just like. Something's wrong with that girl. Right. Why does she keep Something. watching me? Why does she keep looking at me? Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Matt is like hitting on her at every turn to the point where Keely's like two Tarvalin marks and it's like very uncomfortable it's for everyone. super weird because she's Asendra- not a sex worker. No. So it's completely inappropriate. And Isendra gets really mad and they have a very strange exchange. Yep. Um, and you, But you still can't get a read on it no. at all. No. And it's no. like, fine, I get that you're kind of building – suspense around this like but you did that already <laughs> but you did it already like i, I get it they're shady see that right no. like i get it it's weird yeah um and they're just like then she, that keely woman says something about avienda yeah she's like tell him lord dragon because she's like you shouldn't scorn a woman and it's very strange yeah and he's thinking all of this, like he's thinking about all these experiences he had while Avianda is telling him what a roof mistress is. Right. Because he's trying to learn more about the aisle and like. Yeah. It's just, it's basically where he's like, I feel super isolated. I don't trust mm-hmm. anyone. But it's nice to have Avienda who hates me for being right. Rand and not for being the dragon reborn. Right. He has Which, some moments where he thinks about Min and yeah. Elaine and how confused he is. I don't know. Yeah. And then they're like, and now we're at Cold Rock's Hold. The end. And then it ends. That's it. Yeah. Didn't need to be a whole chapter, I feel like. Super didn't. Like, at all. No. So, yeah. That was chapters 41 through 41. (laughs) Keep an eye out for future episodes every other Wednesday. Uh, Next time, we will be talking about chapters 49 through 53 of The Shadow Rising, which will be our last episode of the book stuff until the new year wild um, no no that's, gonna... that's not true that's no not that's true. not true did i we make have that up one more after that because wait no then i did the math wrong then it's not 
it's not 49 through 53 oh, then it's yeah, 49 no. through 50 whatever the last chapter is 58 i'm a liar <laughs> Oh, wait, were we just going to try to... 51, 52, 53, 54, 55. I'm sure this is thrilling for everyone listening. No, no. Sorry. We're going to we're gonna do five chapters. We're going to go 49 to 53. And then oh, we're going to do... that's what we said. 44 to 58. Or 54 to 58. Okay, got it. There, you have it. I know that was <laughs> not well said on our part, but we figured it out. Next time is still going to be 49 to 53. <laughs> but we will have two more episodes of The Shadow Rising and then a break until January for the book stuff while we handle all of the television show recapping. Okay. <laughs> In the meantime, you can hang out with us on the conversation, mostly on Twitter with the hashtag TarValen or Bust. We do look at the hashtag and respond to things, so feel free. Of course, please try not to put spoilers under that hashtag because, as you know, we don't remember anything and we don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> Thank you. When Preeti says we, she means she. I'm terrible at Twitter. But <laughs> she's monitoring and listening. I, I am, know. in fact, being part of the conversation over on our Patreon. Yes. Uh, so thank Many thanks go out to our Patreon supporters. We just got a bunch of new ones. Hello, new folks. We're so glad you found us. We're not sure how, but we appreciate that you did. Uh, so let's do our Patreon roll call. Christina G, Chaitali S, Charlie E, Rosier C, Stephen S, James, Barry Q, Ruth A, Catherine, Jetlag Jessica, support your local library, Sam S., David U, Amy R, Meridim, Mimi K, Amanda, Mark D, Heather J, Christina M, Malia H, Keith, Sirius G, Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Danae, Destination Toast, MJ, Kat S, Jericho W, Saber Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, and Brian D. And if you would like to come hang out with us, all of our episode, podcast book episode, are, well, I don't even know how to say it. All of the, the posts. The posts that the are discussion, about. Wait, the discussion <laughs> posts for our podcast episodes. So, for example, this episode, chapters 41 through 48, that post on Patreon will be open to the public for yes. discussion purposes. But then we also have <laughs> other posts that are just for patrons. You can check all that out at patreon.com slash Tarvalin or bust. <laughs> We're like good at this. this. We're filling this outro. <laughs> <laughs> A big thank you to Brian Dunn, fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at briandunnmusic.net. That is Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. And if you are enjoying our rambling, super professional, super close <laughs> reading show, please do leave us a review and or a rating on the podcast platform of your choice. It helps other folks to find the show, it turns out, and we super appreciate it. Speaking of finding things, you can find us on social media in between shows. I am on Twitter, sort of, and Tumblr as Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L. And on Instagram, as I am Jen IRL. Uh, I am everywhere on <laughs> social media, TikTok, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Run With Skizzers, S K I Z Z E R S. Whew. This episode is not, not the ending. 
I'm going to get through this. We're going to do it. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time, but it is an ending. God bless. Scene. Scene.